So I told you guys that I usually am attracted to making podcast episodes about why to do mold avoidance, not how, but I'm trying to do more how-tos. So this one is going to be in my mold avoidance skills series, and it is going to focus on the mold avoidance skill of flexibility. Uh, This is maybe the most important mold avoidance skill that there is. So there's a lot of reasons why we need flexibility. Flexibility in what clothing we wear, flexibility in what region or location we're in, flexibility in what housing we're in, uh, flexibility sometimes in what vehicle we are driving. Mold avoidance is all about flexibility and being willing to change some of the fundamental things that are normally consistent in modern American life. Um, American life is very much set up so that things are consistent. The house you live in, um, you know, the clothing you wear, the car you drive, we, we, you know, the, the systems are not set up. Insurance companies don't, it's not easy to switch out of leases and sell homes. And, um, so mold avoidance is, is very, very countercultural. If you think about primitive societies and the native Americans, and even some third world countries, this is not the case. Um, there's not as much government structure and bureaucracy and um, you know financial incentive to own a home. People just sort of come and go. They maybe migrate for the winter. And I think that's a much healthier way to live. <clears throat> it's not compatible with American life. So that's why it's a skill. If you were to talk to some uh, Native Americans or people in different countries, it wouldn't be a skill. It would just be the way they live. But for us, it becomes a skill to sort of unwind and back out of um, these long-term commitments so that one can do mold avoidance. Uh, Why is this necessary? Well, first of all, early on in mold avoidance, the body can go through very dramatic and intense detox. I'm talking to a friend now who's doing mold avoidance in a hotel room and so much crap has come out of his body in detox, which is normal that he uh, needs to switch hotel rooms. Now imagine how hard this would be if he had bought a house. Can you just switch houses? No, you can't, it's much harder. So when people realize that their home is moldy and they move and they get out, um, one of the most important things to do is to remain flexible. And this can be accomplished by doing mold avoidance in a hotel or in a apartment or a home with a short lease or tent camping um, or an RV to some degree. Not only do you want the location to remain flexible, but you also want the housing itself to remain flexible. So a tent is a great tool because if you contaminate the tent, you can get a new tent. And if the location turns out to be bad, you can go easily get a new location. You can move your tent. Um, In some cases, having metal structures or metal housing eliminates the need to be able to swap out your housing because you can decontaminate metal more easily and it doesn't pick up toxins in the same way. So I loved having, I loved having the back of my truck um, to sleep in because there's no hidden cavities. Um, I have an aluminum camper shell on it. There's no plumbing. There's no cabinets. It's just a metal box. So I can hose it out and get rid of 99% of any mistakes or contamination that's in there. 
So that's one way to have flexibility is to make sure your structures can be decontaminated. But this is far and away the biggest complaint that I hear about mold avoidance. Oh, how do you do that? How do you just go from place to place? And I do realize that many people have jobs and it's harder to do this. But that actually reminds me that um, Simka, who's a friend of mine and who leads, who co-leads the practical mold avoidance group with me, we just did a webinar. You can watch it on the group. It's an hour and 40 minutes long on how the coronavirus lockdown has actually given people more opportunity to be flexible. Many people are working from home now. Many people lost their jobs. Many people have stimulus money. Um, Another friend of mine who's just starting out on mold avoidance, the coronavirus lockdown kind of hit at a perfect time because he had a business that required him to work in bad areas and show up in person and all of his events got canceled and he was able to take some of the stimulus money and take the time off of work to, um, to, to have location flexibility. So setting yourself up to succeed with mold avoidance is much easier if you, if you develop habits of flexibility, habits of flexibility. So, you know, habits, um, are, are what we do with our life. We drink coffee in the morning, we have habits. So if you can develop habits of flexibility, um, and let me give you a few examples since I'm trying to keep this practical. So when we sold our house, we had it remediated, certified, but we didn't want to live in it anymore. Um, instead of buying another house or signing a lease, I bought an RV. And I looked into resale value of these RVs and... I have a whole video on this on my YouTube channel. If you search for Brian Rosner, um, it's called the dollars and cents of doing mold avoidance in an RV. And I decided that I liked the idea of an RV much more than buying a house or signing a lease. Why? Well, I I researched the the resale value and I could trade in this RV after three, six, nine months and only take a $5,000 loss. Now, while some people might think a $5,000 loss is a lot of money, I have to remind you, you need to change your paradigm here. If I take a $5,000 loss after 10 months, that's $500 a month of loss. And remember, I'm not paying a mortgage and I'm not paying rent because I don't have a house anymore. So $500 a month is not a lot of money to spend on housing when you think about trading in an RV. So you have to redesign, retool your thinking on this stuff. You know, most people say, oh, you know, a $5,000 loss, I can't afford that. Well, yeah, but if you're not paying rent, you're not paying a gas bill, you're not paying utilities anywhere, you can't afford it. So the thing that I loved about the RVs was that I could trade them in, which gave me flexibility on my unit of housing, on my shelter. <clears throat> and, I, and we did trade them in. We trade, we're on our fourth RV now in two years, fourth RV in two years. And this was by design. This was not an accident. I wanted flexibility to trade out my housing. Um, The other thing I liked about an RV is obviously it gives you location flexibility. Um, It gives you location flexibility. When we started our mold avoidance journey, we wanted this to be fun for the kids. And we have three kids, so we bought a nice fancy RV with a TV and full kitchen. And we did a tour of the Southwest. Um, and, And we went to the Grand Canyon and went to museums and watch presentation. I mean, the kids had a blast. It was, it was a trip of a lifetime. In fact, we met tons of families who 
um, we're, we're doing this for fun, right? Like RV trips are not just mold avoidance, they're for fun. So it was fun. We, the kids played with other kids. We went to Disneyland, we went to the beach. We saw tons of cool stuff. We homeschooled the kids, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, this was, now think about this. I planned for this. I wanted to be able to move the RV to test out different air. And I wanted to be able to move the RV easily, immediately. Like even if you, if you're in a hotel room, it's kind of stressful to pack up and check out. And did we get everything out of the room? And you know, the kids would get stressed out leaving a hotel room because it's a different environment. We, where are we going to stay tonight? Which hotel? We didn't want that. Not that it's not okay to do that. Some people do hotel mold avoidance just fine. We did not want that. We wanted, I mean, think about all we had to do to move is put a few things away in the RV, close the cabinets and hook up and go. I could move our entire house, our entire existence, everything in 30 minutes of cleanup and prep time. And then we could drive to the next location and set up in another 30 minutes and the kids got to go into their same beds with their same little cozy toys and and the food was in the fridge and the cereal was in the pantry and everything was the same. So it was effortless flexibility. Do you see what I'm saying? I built a habit of effortless flexibility so that we could easily move and test locations. Another thing I liked about the RV was that if we felt horrible in one location and great in another location, we knew it wasn't a hotel that was doing this. We eliminated the variable of housing because we were in the same RV. <laughs> Nothing had changed. So if, if one location made us detox and heal and feel good, we knew it was the location's effect, not the housing. So we eliminated that variable. So, so traveling in an RV is one absolutely phenomenal tool for flexibility and mold avoidance. And the great thing about it is it is socially acceptable and it's very normal. You know, RV traveling is a huge hobby in this country. And as, as the lockdown kind of winds down, you know, it's going to happen more and more and people are going to get back to it. Campgrounds are already reopening. Um, the other thing I liked about an RV compared to hotel rooms was we could get into more pristine areas. Um, primitive campgrounds and BLM land versus hotels that are usually in, you know, concrete jungles in the middle of a city. So it was, that's one way to build flexibility into your mold avoidance lifestyle. Um, there's a lot of other flexibility skills that we could talk about, like clothing, not owning fancy, expensive pieces of clothing in case they get contaminated. Um, people who are in leases and who are trying to do mold avoidance in housing to make sure you negotiate short-term leases so that you can move if you need to. Um, one of my other mold avoider friends said that they like to not make long-term plans. Like they don't say, oh, next winter we're going to be here and the following summer we're going to be there, but to keep things flexible on that level. So if you can develop habits of flexibility, um, that's the hardest thing about doing mold avoidance. Even people who don't leave their region, like Eric did a lot of his mold avoidance in in a 50-mile radius. He never, he never necessarily felt like he had to travel, you know, 500 miles, but even he was tremendously flexible. If a storm was blowing in and an area was feeling bad, he could move his camper in 30 minutes or whatever, you know? And so, um, flexibility and, and conversely, 
the more inflexible your life is, the more you're afraid of travel, you're not set up to travel, you own too many belongings, you have fancy clothing, you're in a long-term lease, um, you have a very expensive mortgage so you can't afford to travel. Um, Any of these things that cause inflexibility are going to make mold avoidance much, much harder. So if you observe the lifestyles of successful mold avoiders, you will see that they maintain this flexibility. Now, do they need to do that forever? No, you eventually get the mold avoidance skills. You eventually get the skills where you can pick a good place to settle down. And I suggest waiting until after the intensification phase. Now, this is critical. Listen to this. I suggest waiting until after the intensification phase of healing before you pick a place to live because intensification is so dramatic and up and down and crazy that it's really hard to know where you're going to feel good and where you're going to want to live. So for the first couple of years of mold avoidance, I highly, highly recommend not um, locking down into a location or a house or something that's high commitment financially. So the last thing that I'll leave you with is um, one of the the best ways to be location and uh, have location flexibility and other kind of flexibility is to lower your expenses as much as possible. So you don't own, you know, necessarily fancy cars and you don't have, you know, subscription memberships to this gym and you don't have um, a mortgage anymore. You you know, you want to remove yourself from those fixed costs so that you can spend your money on things that are more important. Like, uh, you know, we once found an RV park that was like um, $100 a night, which is really expensive for an RV park. That was a, that was um, $3,000 a month for an RV park, you guys, like nobody had ever even heard of this. And, but it felt really good to us. It had full hookups. We were able to do a lot of healing there. Um, we didn't stay long. We stayed for two months. So it was $6,000 in rent that we were paying this RV park. And the only reason we were able to do that was because we had no bills. We had sold our house. We, we literally had no monthly expenses, nothing. And so I hope that you guys can set up your, uh, lifestyle so that you have that kind of flexibility. Now, I also am blessed to be able to work from home and work remotely and work on the road. I know not everybody can do that. And I'm, and I'm not really going to get this into a, uh, a pissing contest of who, who's the luckiest and who has the most, you know, that's one of the things we try to avoid in the mold avoiders group is people complaining, Oh, well, you have this, you have that because it, mold avoidance is hard for everybody. And there is usually a path forward for everybody. Um, so it's, it's not really helpful to compare one person's situation to another, but, um, anyway, to make a long story short, that is a mold avoidance skill that I covered today. Flexibility, location, flexibility, housing, flexibility, financial flexibility, clothing, flexibility, belongings, flexibility. The more you can get that kind of flexibility into your life, the easier it will be to, succeed with mold avoidance and you know what was let me just leave you with this the 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 coolest thing about the way that we did mold avoidance was that um it became effortless i'm i'm trying to remember the saying one of my favorite authors a business author who writes books on entrepreneurship um there's a book called good to great and he says i'm kind of paraphrasing here but he says make good habits effortless so in other words 
build these habits so much into your life that they become effortless. They become easy. And, and we actually really succeeded with that with our RV. You know, when we needed to move locations because it was time to get more clear or experiment or something, it wasn't even hard. We, could, we, we, we went to 100 different locations in two years to do mold avoidance and learn mold avoidance skills and learn how to detect toxins and identify toxins. And it wasn't even hard. Because I built our lives intentionally around flexibility so that I could hook up the trailer and we could move in 30 minutes and it was not even hard. So try to make flexibility not just a part of your life, but make it effortless. This is really important because if, you're, if you have flexibility, but it's really difficult to, to engage that flexibility, it's kind of useless. So I would go even further and say, um, have your flexibility be effortless. Uh, Simka, who's one of my mentors and the, the founder, one of the uh, co-founders along with me of the Practical Mold Avoidance Group, um, when they were doing mold avoidance in hotel rooms, he used to send me pictures that, and, and he used to say all of our belongings can fit into these two little grocery bags. All of their belongings, their clothing, their food, their goggles to go swimming in the pool could fit into two grocery bags. I mean, imagine that kind of effortless flexibility. If things got contaminated, he could replace those belongings at a Walmart in 10 minutes. And all Walmarts across the country have more or less the same inventory. So he could just pop into whatever Walmart he was nearby, get a new pair of swim trunks and a new um, shirt. And he used to tell me that he would wear these swim trunks and he had like two pair of swim trunks and that was all he had. And he would swim in them, shower in them, you know, and and they they you don't need to do that forever. But while you're learning mold avoidance skills and going through intensification, my RV and Simca's uh, few belongings, what we both did and what allowed us to succeed was making flexibility effortless. Making flexibility effortless so that you can just move and change and do what you need to do. Having a truck with a camper shell is a huge benefit to this, making flexibility effortless. Um, I'm gonna do a whole separate series on the benefits of a camper shell because there's so many benefits you don't know about if you're not an experienced mold avoider. But one of the benefits of a camper shell on a truck is flexibility is effortless. I can move, I can sleep in different locations. I don't have to worry about animals or flooding. I don't have to set up a tent. Um, My camper shell is already on there. I can just climb in it. I can hose it out to decontaminate it. Um, I, I, it's discreet. A tent is visible. You can't just camp in a tent and anywhere, but I've slept in my truck in neighborhoods and places where I probably would have gotten in trouble. Um, cause I wanted to feel how the air felt in a neighborhood cause we were considering renting a house in that neighborhood. So I would show up at 10 PM and sleep in my truck and no, I never felt bad. I was never stealing from anyone or harming anyone or, or doing anything that affected anyone. I was just violating some silly you know, city code that you can't sleep in a vehicle. And then I would make sure that I left at six in the morning. So I was out of anyone's way who was, you know, maybe, maybe not wanting a strange truck there, but, but that's not my point. My point is that, um, the camper shell was a tool of maximum flexibility. It allowed me to accomplish what I needed to accomplish, which is a clear place to sleep, location, flexibility, shelter from the elements in in a maximum flexible way. Now, like, could I have done that in other ways? Yeah, I could have called an Airbnb and said, hey, I want to sleep in your yard or I want to rent your house or I could have found a, a nearby hotel. But again, it's 
making flexibility effortless. So I have accumulated these tools in my mold avoidance routine, how I do laundry, <clears throat> the fact that I own a camper shell, the fact that we used RVs to heal. Like I built my life around this flexibility that, that made mold avoidance effortless. And, and that's a challenge to do when Americans live the opposite lifestyle. We have mortgages, we're tied to our house, we're tied to our work location, we're tied to our wardrobe full of 75 pieces of clothing and grandma's you know, wedding dress. And we really don't want to give up our, our, you know, $6,000 digital camera that we love. And, you know, so it's, it's a matter of develop. This is a mold avoidance skill, right? That's why we're doing the mold avoidance skill series. Flexibility is a skill for Americans because you have to relearn how you live. And again, like I said, this doesn't have to happen forever. Right now we're in a 12 month lease on a home and we have you know, some nicer furniture and we have some televisions and we have a whole kitchen and we're in a, you know, a brand new custom home that we rented. Um, and, and it has RV parking and my son has a a high end, you know, gaming computer, but in the back of my mind, even now still, I'm still aware that we might need to, to, to move. And so I'm, I still have in that lease clause that we can break our lease for a predetermined fee that won't go on our credit and things like that. So I'm still in this flexibility mindset. How would I pack everything up? How long would it take me to pack everything up? Um, We rented this house fully furnished on purpose because I wanted my family to have a comfortable place to stay for this year. Um, the, The owner had just built a house and furnished it with new furniture. And I knew that that contributed to my flexibility because if we need to move, I never had to buy furniture and have furniture delivered or put furniture in storage or have a garage sale. Like we're renting a furnished house. So if we have to move, I just clean the house and hand the keys back over to the landlord and all the furniture and kitchen utensils are already belong to him. So we can we can downsize back into an RV if we need to in 10 seconds, you know. So it's it's building flexibility into your lifestyle so that it is effortless. Building flexibility into your lifestyle so that it's effortless. I could go on and on about different examples. Probably the biggest one is clothing. Cheap, disposable, easily replaced clothing. You know, mold avoiders joke about Walmart t-shirts. I'm wearing a Walmart t-shirt right now. I can get a pack of these Walmart t-shirts for 10 bucks, five t-shirts. And, and if I if they're contaminated or I can't do laundry, because it's sometimes hard to do laundry when you're doing mold avoidance, you don't want to necessarily use contaminated laundromats. Um, and you don't, it's just hard to do laundry. Mold avoiders have a hard time doing laundry. It's a challenge of the lifestyle. So if I, if I, I throw, I've thrown away a lot of t-shirts, you know, cause you just, they get contaminated or you don't have time to clean them. Some of the brands at Walmart, you can wear them right out of the box a lot of mold avoiders wear t-shirts right out of the container without washing them. That's just another way that you can have effortless flexibility. So there you go, guys. Um, Effortless flexibility is a mold avoidance skill. And um, if you have any questions or you want to discuss this, or you say, hey, how do I be flexible with this? Or how do I be flexible with that? Um, The place to do that is on our uh, Practical Mold Avoidance Facebook group. So just a little disclaimer, I am not a doctor or a medical professional, 
And this podcast is for informational purposes only. Have a great day.